This is a HeadGum Podcast. Carl, I'm going to be overflowing with ideas on this episode. I'm just going to be flinging shit at the walls. Uh Uh-huh. I've got my very special uh, idea toilet paper. (laughs) I do actually have some paper towels here in case I have to blow my nose midstream, which is very possible. That's good. I'm going to leave them all in. I'm going to go ahead and just do a, a blow right now. Okay. This is going to be the conch shell that begins the show. Okay. Mm. Some good boogus in there. That's um ooga booga. That that's that's going to be the intro bit. Yeah, you think so? That's the cold open right there because you have a cold, and it's opening the show. I wasn't convinced until you said those words. <laughs> And now I still want to die because my body is just a big sack of needles. Cole, you're so committed. I am. You're so committed and so am I. We're going to make the best show. Mm-hmm. We're going to make the best show. No stops, no pauses. One-way ticket to humor town. Population, you, me, and our entire audience. Nathan, should we start it right now? Yeah, yeah. That's a nice tight cold open. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do, and then we'll do a nice tight show. We'll carry it through. It'll, this will be the through line. It's gonna be like a drum skin, like a drum skin, so tight you could bounce a quarter off of it. It goes bung. <laughs> Let's go. What should be What? What should drop? Welcome to What Should We Draw, where we use the art of conversation to make art about a conversation. I am your decrepit, sickly boy, Caldwell Tanner. And I am Caldwell Soup, Nathan Yaffe. Ah, <laughs> uh, finally, you've been brought to me. Drink of me and be, be healed, my friend. Nathan, I was with you, nay, moments ago, hours, days ago. Yeah. I was in the presence of you. Yeah. And now that I'm without you, my body is shriveled and weakened. I was in New York visiting, yeah. uh, and I was fine, but now I'm back in California, and I'm sick. I've got a dang cold. It's This is your body's way of telling you we should have found a way to record this while you were here. It's true. My body is apparently a very big fan of our show. Yeah. D- despite all the evidence to the contrary. They're like, what? They were together, and they didn't record one podcast? <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, we did a lot of other stuff. We recorded a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. We we had a choice on mm-hmm. Saturday. We were planning on recording, and <laughs> yeah. we could have either recorded a podcast or seen Valyrian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Uh, and I think we made the right choice. I, I think we made the right choice. I think we made the only choice there is to make. Yeah. We saw Luc Besson's uh, just stunning new space opera, and what a treat it was. <laughs> What I I mean I've talked about this ad nauseum on mm-hmm. uh, other platforms yes and and with you but I just I guess the main takeaway is no matter how cool we tell you it looks or how bad we tell you the acting and script is it's gonna be better and worse respectively I just love any time I experience a piece of media and then someone asks me what I thought of it and I get to say I loved it. But it was really bad. Because yeah. <laughs> I legitimately enjoyed this film, but it's, I didn't even love it. It was it's just a piece of trash. I found it baffling. I found the yes. whole thing baffling. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was one of those things where sometimes things are bad and you're just like, yeah, it's bad. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes things are bad, and you just and you can't stop thinking about them. And that was that was Valerian. It was. Who's your favorite character, Nathan? Is it Valerian, the City of a Thousand Planets, or uh, Clara Delvine playing Laureline, who got cut out of the main title? Uh, my favorite character is, of course, Bubbles. Right, Rihanna's is it, character. In is the it film. Bubbles or just Bubble? One. I bubble. think it's just Bubble. It's just a single Bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rihanna. Rihanna does a great job. Mm-hmm. I I would like to see her in more films. Yes, honestly. When she wasn't a blue alien and was actually Rihanna, she did a great work. She did a good job. But I could also see her voicing more blue aliens. Uh-huh. James Cameron, if you're looking for more blue aliens for your upcoming films, might I recommend Rihanna? <laughs> Can we just talk about what we think is going to go down in Avatar 2? Sure. You know, Caldwell, you're, you're sick. Mm-hmm. You're infirm. Yes. Um, And I have one day to edit this podcast before it comes out we both have a stake in this episode being tight so tight uh being so tight just getting right there right to the point right to the draw Mm -hmm. why don't we just do a fan art why don't we just just draw our own our own fan art of valyrian or avatar Mm -hmm. or some other property i just love anytime there's uh, a big new sci-fi property Mm-hmm. And it's bad always. Yeah. Why can't we make one good new sci-fi thing? <laughs> Why is it so hard? <laughs> like the 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 new Star Wars was good. Uh-huh. I guess you know they had old Star Wars, so that was fine. Yeah. But like Valyrian could have been good. It really it really needed a character, mm-hmm. a character that acted like a person. It's just a single one. It just needed one uh character for me to be like. Oh, there's a person here. No, in this but what movie. it was was Luke Besson pulling out just a couple of wooden dolls from his actor's <laughs> cupboard. Yeah, and it, putting I them in a film. I didn't find Luke Besson's giant hands moving everyone around distracting though. No, it's a very you can't even you can barely tell it's stop motion that he's moving around some waxen figures. Again, all of the visuals are great. I don't want to rag on Dane DeHaan too much. Uh, the sleepiest boy? The sleepiest boy the who's sleepiest older than me boy. I looked up. I looked up, he's two years older than me. He's 31, right? He's a little, he's a boy. He's 31, he's got Jared Kushner disease. (laughs) There's so many, there's so many sleepy boys. Hey, if someone in your life has sleepy boy syndrome and is a full grown man, but looks like a sleepy 14 year old that just woke up from a nap in the summertime, please call this hotline. There's, it's not too late. We're gonna give them... We're going to give them a big haunch of meat and tell them to do push-ups. <laughs> we're going to get your we're going to get your sweet sleepy boy laid and they're going to be fine. We're j- just going to give him some bed. He d- yeah. he doesn't has he seen a bed? Does he know that you can sleep in bed? I don't think they do. I don't think Dane DeHaan knows you can go to bed. They filmed the entire movie in 3 days. Now Dane DeHaan, he was in Chronicle. Oh, wow. Man, he really has had a a just full gigantic career playing sleepy boys and then they thought dan this is going to be your chance to play mm-hmm. a, a wake man and dan <laughs> said i'm gonna try i'm gonna try just uh give me a script that's good and they were like nope and then <laughs> there there you have it well nathan speaking of uh lost opportunities of, mm-hmm. of narratives that don't hold up that just <laughs> yeah just don't, you know, do not deliver on their promises. Uh, we have uh, an email 
from one of our listeners named Bernard. Oh boy. Um, and Bernard also has an idea uh, for for a property, if you will. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read this email real quick. Please. It says help. I thought of a book, a romance novel called Oh Shit, My Boyfriend's a Dog. The cover is <laughs> take a moment. The cover is a fancy woman in the arms of a dog wearing a coat kind of like Wurtz. I can't make it. Can you or something similar? Thanks. <laughs> all of our all the emails we get make it seem like they're being dragged away from their computer by yeah. some sort of government agent. This is like the last missive that they've been able to send mm-hmm. before being carted off to the gulag. Right. To to pump out romance novels apparently because this yeah, is a, clearly. a banger. That's a good one. Um Kala, could you go ahead and read the uh the subject line of that email please? It's of course it's help I dreamed a book. That's some important context, I would say. <laughs> and the dreamed of a book, I guess you dreamed the outside of a book. Right. And I guess that's all you need. Well, Nathan, isn't dreaming as a function of the left side of the brain and reading mm. as a function of the right, as that one Batman the Animated Series episode told me. Uh-huh. And I've believed it ever since. So I don't think you could have read anything beyond just the cover of the book. So I, I'm not going to fault Bernard for that. Um, another thing I really like about mm-hmm. this email is... They refer to the arms of a dog. Right. Dogs have four legs. Mm. Are they referring to the front two legs as arms? Or, or Nathan. Or Caldwell. Do dogs have four arms? Think about it that way. Shit. You have a very pedocentric notion of the world, um, and that's incorrect. Fair. Uh, they, they, a dog could have four arms if they so wished. Uh, apes got four arms, I would so, say. Caldwell, are you posturing that that an arm and a leg are interchangeable names for a body part, and it's really <laughs> what they're being used for? Like, for example, if I were to spend the rest of my life crawling on all fours, would right. I at some point be able to begin referring to my arms as just my front legs? Um, I think you would... It, if you were crawling on all fours, you would have neither arms nor legs. You would just become... A snake. You would be snake, man. You would be a snake, Nathan. And what? you would have no need for arms nor legs. Uh, however, what? if you were to start using your feet as your primary means of manipulating the world, much like Sebulba, Anakin's menace in mm-hmm. The Phantom Menace. Okay. Not the not the primary menace, not the titular menace, but still a rather big menace, I'd a- say. A men- you know, just because it was called The Phantom Menace mm-hmm. doesn't make any of the many menaces of the film less menacing right exactly um but no i would say that if you started using your um your feet in that capacity i would say mm-hmm. that you could call those arms okay call can i think that's I, fully fair. I know you're sick and i'm i'm trying to gauge how sick you are yeah you said that if i were crawling on all fours if i were if i were using my my all oh. fours that would make me a snake Oh, I thought you meant slithering. I'm sorry. What do you... I Okay. I was about to have a line of questioning regarding what you think snakes are. Mm. Snakes are just very sick dogs, right? <laughs> They're just dogs that are a little lower to the ground. They're just yeah. dogs that would have fallen on hard times. <laughs> Pitiful lizards, I call them. <laughs> no... I know Slithers. I know we do a lot of we have a lot of deception based ideas on this yeah. show. Slizzers. But I do like the idea that all pets are just snakes wearing various disguises. Okay, yeah. Now that's now you're onto something here. If we took a snake and we we dressed it up 
in a very fuzzy in a very fu- basically if you took a snake and you put it inside like a stuffed animal mm-hmm. um i don't know where you go from here i think this is more a prank than it is anything else well no i'm saying caldwell that yeah. uh that we've we've hit on a a truth oh that that in fact um the dogs and cats that we know and love th- those are snakes those are just snakes wearing disguises. Oh, you you say that it's a snake in dog's clothing, like the yes, popular the, expression. Like the popular expression, a snake in dog's clothing. Well, think about it this way, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Everybody, every mammalian mm-hmm. uh, has a vertebrae, a long back column. Yes, a uh, yeah, a spine. We're all just advanced snakes. Advanced snakes. Yeah, we're yeah. like snake plus. We're snakes that have forgotten their roots. We mm-hmm. we got these these limbs. We don't use our backs to slither around. No, like nature intended. But you could. I could de. I could. Uh, I could de-engage from my mech, from my flesh mech, and just return mm-hmm. to my snake form at any moment if I so wished. <laughs> really? It's yeah. It's a defense mechanism. Okay. Uh huh. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, most people don't actually know that. Yeah. Again, everyone's got a full spinal column in there, and that's just a snake. And you just sort of, okay, let me try. You just sort of, like... No, not like that. No? No, you you do it. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. What the fuck? Yep, here I am. What the fuck? No, what the fuck? <laughs> no, it's what fine. What the fuck, dude? I thought, we were doing a, I thought we were doing a bit. You just took your body off. You hear my rattle? No. No. Yeah, you got one of those too. Get back in there. It connects right to your ding dong. It's fun. I, it's just, it goes all the way down and then your penis is at the bottom. Um, and, and that's what you are inside. Oh, well, you didn't need to show me. All right. I'm going to put my, I'm going to put my body back on. I'm Please. sorry to freak you out. Oh my God. I, it's, it's just really, oh. it's, it's just the tragedy of the American health education system. Is that mm. uh, kids aren't learning about this? They're learning the bare bones of sex education. They're never learning about their true snake forms and how they can eject them in a moment of crisis. Wow, that was upsetting to mm-hmm. watch. You do. It is very. I know there's a lot of fluid, and that's mm-hmm. just going to be. That's just par for the course. And honestly. that's the thing I can do. I am able to do that if I if I put my mind to it. You're you got to not... work at it. Okay. I don't think I want. It doesn't look. It does it hurt? It looks like it hurts. Well, you know how some people are double jointed. Yes. It's like that. Not everyone can do it as easily. I see. Yeah, you got to work at it. You got to work at it. Um, Caldwell, this book idea. Should we get back to the book idea? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it might be good. <laughs> so it's a woman in dog's arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman is wearing fancy clothes. Uh-huh. The dog is wearing a coat that kind of hides their dogged nature. But the the title of the book is just uh, "Oh shit, my boyfriend's a dog," mm-hmm. which sort of "Hey now, hey, hey now, now, my boyfriend's, my boyfriend's a, dog. a dog." Hey now, yeah. hey now, it's my boyfriend's song. a dog. Maybe "Hey now, my boyfriend's a dog." So mm-hmm. that, um, or do you think it needs like a more subtle title? Is that what you're getting at? I think it could. I guess I, I'm not super familiar with romance novel titles. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a bit more poetry in there, sure. oftentimes. Maybe maybe something along the lines of uh, canine longings. Yeah, or just uh, canis... Canis amore. Uh, canis canis amore. amore. Yeah. Canis amore is pretty good. 
Um, I was trying to think if there was something about like a bone to fit, a bone to pick, a bone to fetch, or something like that. <laughs> a bone to pick, a bone to fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, romance novels are a fun angle in maybe general. It's a, maybe it's a whole series. Okay. Of dog-based romance novels. Do you remember those those novels for children um, along the lines of My School Teacher is a Mummy? Or uh, the, I think it... Yeah, the the treehouse, the haunted treehouse. You're 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 conflating two two series. There's the haunted. There's the magic treehouse series. Magic treehouse series. Where they go through time in a treehouse. But then there's right. Those were the ones that were always so and so at so and so. Yeah, like pirates at a party. Mm -hmm. They yep. I think like pirates at a party. Um, yeah, witches. At uh at the washing machine or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Confederate soldiers at the Comic Con. That one seems real. Yeah, that one seems like uh, an actual controversy that would happen. Yeah. Um. But no, the series I'm thinking of, I believe the title for the whole series was called "Everyone in My Town's a Fucking Imposter." <laughs> and it was like vampires can't play baseball, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mummies, like mummies, can't be teachers. Ghosts can't be lifeguards. That sort of thing. I think there's something fun about just kind of like fake children's books because mm -hmm. there's so many. It's like such a um, an exploitable format. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of that like soft painterly cover or like a goosebumps kind of thing they all they were all like long series they're all franchises mm -hmm. so like this seems like a, a difficult drawing to do more than one but right. i do like the idea of being like y'all remember this book series if we if we could come up with our own children's book children's like ya even not even ya just like straight yeah. up why mm -hmm. uh oh how about like yeah my neighborhood is a nexus and it's just like they're getting visited by aliens all the time oh yeah their, their neighborhood uh, is on some sort of ley lines. It's it's a, a Gravity Falls situation, I guess. Yeah, or maybe it's that, or maybe it's like, um, maybe they think that their town is on some sort of like ley line, or there's some sort of a cryptozoic element to their town, but there's just like a really messed up serial killer going around, and they're trying to deal with that fact. Oh, yeah, I like I like one that gets dark. Mm-hmm. So you you think that oh wow Bigfoot's up to his old tricks but no it's just a it's just a very big smelly man it's just a big smelly man mm -hmm. who is a a bad a bad murder man we could call it um, the gullible twins yeah we could call it uh, <laughs> yeah gull buddies gullible uh, buddies <laughs> Gulliver bubbles Gulliver bubbles and his gullible buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Gulliver, this is no. It's clearly this. We should call the police. That's blood. Hmm. It seems that this man is able to produce some sort of juice. No, that's <laughs> blood, Gulliver. That's we have to call the cops right now. I think mermaids are involved, <laughs> Gulliver. Please. I'm. It's late. It's late. It's cold. We must go to the lake <laughs> and investigate. <laughs> I think that this man is a ghost. I mean, you're not wrong. He might be. He's definitely dead, though. And I don't think you're connecting these two things. The title should be uh, Lyle is in Denial. Oh, Lyle in Denial. Lyle in Denial is very nice. Lyle in Denial. I love that book series. 
Um, it was, you know, there, there were so many hits in that series. Like, it's just, yeah, every, every book is a, is a tragedy that Lyle uses some sort of flight of fancy to cope with. Mm-hmm. Like, um, my old, my older brother, the jewel thief. And it's just very clear that he's just like, uh, stealing pills. This is a, this is, this got dark. This got really. No, here, here, you want it to get dark. Uh, here's, okay. here's one. Aliens invaded my mom. Okay. Mom, his, his mom got cancer. His no, mom got cancer. All right, cancer we're shutting this one down. Um, thanks so much for playing, Bernard. <laughs> your idea has led only to ruin. I apologize. Um, what, Nathan, about, you want to do- what about if your boyfriend's a dog? What about if your boyfriend's a dog? Well, that's like, that, that's not going to end well for anyone either. To be frank, if your boyfriend's a dog, you're going to find out. Yeah. I mean, do you just keep the dog? That's really the question. I I just keep coming back to I keep coming back to the fact that the dog has arms, which makes me think. You, oh, that it's a it's a BoJack Horseman scenario. Okay, where it's, it's just it's an animal's head, mm-hmm. but it's a world where animals and people are very similar. It's a Zootopia. It's a you know it's I, it's just it's a dog person. I love it's Zootopia. A dog person. I love BoJack Horseman, but. I've definitely spent just hours of my life dissecting how those societies would actually work. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's do it's it now. Very, what? Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Well, <laughs> I mean, they delve into this in Bojack Horseman a little bit, but there are chickens for eating and chickens for hanging out with. It's weird. It's, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's like how Mickey Mouse is friends with Goofy but owns Pluto. Right. I think it might be like an evolution thing. Mm. But... That would be like if we ate monkeys, I guess. Which is exactly the point we were trying to make on this show. Right. Why don't we eat monkeys? What? We could be eating so much more. We don't know how they taste. Mm-hmm. What if monkeys are delicious? This is how uh, <laughs> the new Planet of the Apes film ends. <laughs> We'd never know. <laughs> We'd never know unless we try. There's got to be someone out there in the world that has eaten every animal. Every animal—that's his mission to eat every animal. His mission, their mission, is to eat every animal. Yeah, and so, because I feel like you could get through a lot of the animals on mm-hmm. the surface, right? But there are a lot of, a lot of creatures in the ocean. Oh, there's a lot of fucked up stuff down there. Yeah, that might be hard to get at, mm, like those lipstick, uh, coral things. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think I'm now? I'm picturing this guy, and he's on. He must have such trouble booking expeditions and stuff like that yeah because as soon as the the person <laughs> as recognizes as he... them <laughs> yeah. you're just gonna eat it aren't you yeah okay so uh we're yes we're going to see uh 17 very exotic species and wait a minute num, you're num, the num. guy who eats everything wait a minute wait a minute get out of here you take that take that bib off <laughs> <laughs> he's just wearing a bib <laughs> ah drat come on i just want to taste <laughs> Come on, haven't you ever wondered? He just has some hot sauce. <laughs> I just want to see what goes best with this hot sauce. I don't plan on using it, but you always got to have some Frank's Red Hot on hand, just in case it really sucks. So far, it was White Rhino. <laughs> but I don't know if it's the best. <laughs> Blue Whale was pretty good. Most jellyfish require quite a bit of mayonnaise before they're edible. <laughs> ah, I do. I worry 
mm-hmm. because I know every time I eat an octopus, Nathan, yeah, that they're too smart and I shouldn't be eating them. Yeah, they're they're the smartest ones, right? Mm-hmm. They can open jars. They can solve maths. They can predict uh, the outcome of world sports events. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can beat you in Mario Kart at the at the fifty and one hundred CC level. They haven't mastered 150cc or the mirror map yet. Yeah, the mirror map's tricky, mm-hmm. um, but you know you can't expect so much. When when the when an octopus solves the mirror map in Mario Kart, that's when we'll stop eating them. That's when we know. Yeah, is there like a point where we should stop eating things because they get too smart? Is it that? Is it the mirror map in Mario Kart, or is there some perfect puzzle? Is there a perfect puzzle? Mm-hmm. I think if you can answer the question. Would it be okay if I ate you with a yeah. very affirmative no? Yeah, if octopus, if octopi could learn to shake their heads, is what you're getting at? Yeah, if if an octopus could go, uh-uh, <laughs> please no. <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. Well, because did you see the movie Arrival? I did not see the movie Arrival. Even in that movie, those aliens are very smart and they can communicate using uh, ink blots, but... I don't. I couldn't take that as a yes or no as far as whether or not they want to be eaten. Does um, Amy Adams? Yeah, she chows down. She chows down. Yeah, mm-hmm. Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner. The final scene of the movie is just them like going to town, like uh, omakase style, on some uh, <laughs> on some of those aliens. It's shot for shot the same as the shawarma scene in Avengers. <laughs> That's just one shot. Yeah. Well. It's I moment for moment. There you go. Okay, they're just it's just them chewing. Yeah, and she's like, pass, pass the Frank's red hot, and he's like, you know I will. I love you now. I love you now. We have romantic tension, but oh. now it's solved because we ate this delicious giant hand fish. Yummy, yummy. Have you seen Okja yet? I haven't seen Okja yet. That'll make you want to stop eating all meat. Will it make me want to stop eating all meat, or will it make me want to eat a really big piece of meat a little bit? It's both. Mm, it's both. Okay. I didn't. I didn't want to say the second part, but yeah. But man, oh man, you put those floppy dog ears on a hippo and mm-hmm. like scrunch the face up, and yeah. it's real cute. It's real cute, but also ear, huh? You can eat yeah, that. You got to braise those. Yeah, it's like the cheeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. got to get them real softened up. Put them in a little beer, honestly. Yeah, or or yeah, or you could do like the ear crackling. Get them real <laughs> real fried. Yes, absolutely. Oh, um, man, I'm getting so hungry, Nathan. <laughs> we're we're bad people, I think. I think that's what we've revealed here. I think we're I think um Bernard, it's better it's better to be a dog's boyfriend than uh to eat it. Now you're on to something. Mhm. Is a dog boyfriend a better boyfriend in general? Well, that brings us back to Jupiter ascending because right. do- doesn't Mila Kunis have Channing Tatum as a dog boyfriend in that movie? Yes, exactly. But they really could have played up the humor of him doing dog stuff a little more. Like if if the final scene when they're just kind of staring off that roof uh, as they swear to protect the planet, if she had just fed him a little doggy bone, it would have been very funny. I was going to say if he was on the roof and some dogs started barking and then he started barking back. Mm-hmm. He's just peeing on walls all the time. Yeah, they really could have dogged him up a little <laughs> bit. Just <laughs> they're in this beautiful space epic, and Channing Tatum is just stopping every every time they get to a new location just to do a little whiz, just to do a little pee pee. I will say, Valerian really made me appreciate Jupiter ascending. So 
that's what, yeah, Emily said that too. It's a it's a very good movie now. <laughs> Retroactively. Valerian was so bad it made Jupiter Ascending better. That's my review. So see it for that. Mm-hmm. If you've seen Jupiter Ascending and didn't like it, see Valerian, you'll like it more. That's our review. When you adopt a dog, it's basically like you're marrying it. Yeah, it's like you're marrying um you're marrying it, but it's never going to be able to pull its weight. No, exactly, which is like yeah. really honestly more impressive. You're just saying like, I'm going to take care of you in every possible way and you don't got to do shit. You got to just like put your put your nose in my crotch on occasion and just like I'll I'll rub your face. It's a very good relationship. Hmm. Very healthy, very good, very normal. Yeah, you you have a dog and a wife. So mm-hmm. you you can speak to to both the the similarities and and differences between those two oh, relationships. Oh brother! <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. Colville's got a tight five on how <laughs> being married is like having a dog. <laughs> I stole it from twelve other comedians ten years ago. <laughs> That's how comedy works. Yep, Nathan. Uh, I want to take a quick break because I have to yeah. blow my nose very badly. Cole, I so appreciate you having not blown your nose this entire time. Thank you. You can hear the drip forming, though. Yeah, I, I'm not going to edit that out, by the way. I, I wish you wouldn't. Uh, so I'm going to do that. We're going to think more about the intricacies of befriending and also falling in love with a dog. We may or may not need to call the cops on Bernard and or ourselves. Uh, more on that later. Right now, a word from our sponsors. Hello, friends. Hi. How are you today? I imagine pretty good, considering they, they're halfway through mm-hmm. our good podcast. Right. And on their way to a good meal, which is how I like to pair things. Most people like to pair wine and food. I like to pair podcasts and food. Mm. And ours goes great yeah. with anything. Yeah. Um, and if you're anything like me, you're very sick. And the only way to, uh, to get better is to eat food. Mm-hmm. And... For both of these purposes, Blue Apron has got you covered. <laughs> if you don't eat food, you will you will die. Yeah, it's true. You got to eat the food. Mm-hmm. Whether you're sick or not, you still got to eat the food. Yeah. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Did you know that? I, I didn't because I forget it every week. <laughs> Nathan, what happens is I, I eat a Blue Apron meal. Mm-hmm. And my mind is filled with such pure joy and possibility uh, yeah. that I I forget I forget all the petty things I forget all the little things you forget all the little things like the ad copy well here it is uh, Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone I'll tell you what they did it they done did it yeah Suze is actually making a Blue Apron meal right now I made one last night it's been a fun little experiment for us. Cole, you're telling me that your wife's making a Blue Apron meal while you're here telling the people about Blue Apron? I know. That's a match made in heaven, what can I say? I'm a I terrible say? person. I should be helping her, but here <laughs> I am in here gabbing with you. You're helping her get the Blue Apron business. It's true. The more I talk about Blue Apron, the better it's going to get. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you about how they're already accomplishing that. Mm -hmm. They have established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. As a result, 
produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming. I think that means that if the pigs get killed on battlefield, they regenerate closer to, uh, they have a better spawn point, I think. They got a better spawn point. Better spawn points for all of their crops. Mm -hmm. And you know what, Colwell? I I bet when you do cook a meal with Suze, it brings it closer together. I would say so. Because we're both in there, and if I fuck up the rice, she's going to be there to tell me I fucked up the rice, and I'll be like, and then she'll say, but I still love you. <laughs> you'll, you'll be like, that was, that silence was Caldwell shrugging, mm-hmm. doing a, doing a, eh. <laughs> Even if you fuck up the rice, it's still a fun experience. I fucked up the rice on our, on our, on our catfish last night, and I'm feeling kind of bad about it. Uh, well, Caldwell, I want to, I want to tell you about these upcoming meals. Mm-hmm. None of them even seem to have any rice to fuck up in them, so That's there you better. go. You got chili butter steaks with Parmesan potatoes and spinach. I'm seeing fresh basil fettuccine pasta with sweet corn and Cuban el pepper. Oh, wow. Creamy shrimp rolls with quick pickles and sweet potato wedges. Quick pickles is my favorite item from Final Fantasy. <laughs> you use them to cure, uh, I think, mute uh, or silence. I'm one of the, one of those two. One of those two. You need those. You need those. And um, so whatever uh, JRPG affliction you you are dealing with, those mm-hmm. those shrimp rolls with quick pickles will heal you right slow. up. Slow. Slow probably would have been the go to reference. Yeah, there. slow makes sense. A quick pickle to heal slow. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to take your turn earlier so you can deal more damage. There you go. The best thing about Blue Apron is that it's not going to cost you a lot of gill. That's a video G- game reference. Gill. Regular Ernest Klein over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, for less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. There's a lot of variety, too. Um, and also, if you have dietary concerns, you can easily switch out things. Uh, you can do all veggie. You can uh, avoid shellfish. That's a big thing for us, not because of allergies, just because we we hate all bottom feeders. Yeah. We find them disgusting and despicable. (laughs) But if you don't uh, Mm -hmm. feel that way, you can still eat them because there's some good ones at Blue Apron. Also, Caldwell, it's $10 per person per meal. Oh, thank you for clarifying. Yes. Yes. I'm spending $10 on a lot of stupid stuff these days. A meal isn't something stupid. You need to eat a meal. I I accidentally purchased an entire year of Bulu for $10 a month. It's... (laughs) It's just Hulu. It's just <laughs> they, Hulu, but everything gotcha. is desaturated. They gotcha, huh? They, it's yeah. everything's everything's mirrored, desaturated, and um, and it's just the Monster Mash soundtrack. It's just the Monster Mash soundtrack instead mm-hmm. of all of the uh, audio. It's a spooky mirror website for all of your Hulu favorites, and I accidentally got suckered into paying for they it. They gotcha. So pay for something good. Uh, check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping. By going to blueapron.com slash we draw. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. So please do not wait. Don't wait. It's blueapron.com slash we draw. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Yeah. Hey Nathan, what do you do? What do you do after you eat food? Um, I go to the bathroom for about a half an hour. No. And you then fucked up. I do I do some jumping jacks mm-hmm. uh, just to get the blood flowing again. Damn, and Nathan. Then yeah, I go to my big, soft, comfortable swimming pool. Okay, you do a couple laps. Just kidding. I go to bed. Nathan, most scientists and doctors and priests and 
adventurers uh, and archaeologists believe that you should go right to bed after eating dinner. Mm-hmm. So if you've had your blue apron, you're done with that. Yeah. You're ready to you're you're ready. Yeah. There's nothing left for you to do in the day. You've eaten food. You've got to rest up. And you want to get the best night's sleep you can. And you can do that by sleeping on Brooklyn and sheets. Mm. Nathan, I have some Brooklyn and sheets. Yeah. And I love them. Yeah, I call I have some Brooklyn and sheets and I love them. I slipped into them last night. I was actually away when they arrived. Oh boy! So nothing I'm, like coming home to some new sheets. I yeah, I came home to new sheets. Oh, uh, that's and great. there's no there's no better feeling. It's like coming home and your significant other bought twelve puppies, and it's okay because the puppies um all they do is want to cuddle and they don't eat food. And they don't eat food. They don't poop. They're just mm-hmm. they're they're just a bunch of puppies that mm-hmm. uh that you can sleep on and in. Uh, that's, that's what it feels like to have Brooklyn and sheets. Brooklyn, they sent us some sheets and boy, oh boy, I've been sleeping good. They've also got great patterns. I really like the patterns too. I got, um, like a nice thin stripe, uh, as well as like a polka dot pattern. That's exactly what I'm doing. I got the thin stripe on the sheets, the polka dot on the comforter. It's like a suit for my bed. It's like, it, it makes my bed look spiffy. Yeah. I used to be ashamed uh, to have you peering into my room mm-hmm. when we recorded, and now I, I've adjusted the camera so that it, you're just staring at the bed. You don't even see my face. If Dane DeHaan had Brooklyn and sheets, he would not look so sleepy. He would have nary a bag under his eyes. Brooklyn is the fastest growing bedding brand in the world because people love these products. Their sheets have over 12 thousand over twelve thousand right oh, right like the internet five star reviews mm-hmm. um they have versatile colors and patterns we already said it's luxury bedding underpriced you have to try these sheets today try them please 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 try these bed clothes try the bed clothes sleep in the bed clothes love the bed clothes i don't want to call you out but your bed fucking sucks your bed would be better mm-hmm. take your bed to better yeah. With be- with bedding. Lord knows how many coffee stains you've got on your sheets right now. Just cut it out. Get some new sheets. Get, get you deserve some new it. ones. They're good. I love, Caldwell, I love my Brooklyn and sheets. Try these sheets, and I know you'll love them too. I guess that that last part, that was to the, the listeners. Because you I have understand. tried them, and I know you'll love them too. Right. I'm excluded. Yeah. Speaking of excluded. Yes. Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer. Just for our listeners, Ooh. get $20 off and free shipping when you use the promo code WEDRAW at brooklinen.com. In fact, Brooklinen is so confident that you'll love your new sheets that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all their sheets and comforters. There is no reason not to give these sheets a try. That's They're so confident. Yeah. Call such confidence. I've never seen confidence like that. And I'm a very confident man. I'm not particularly confident, and I wish I had the confidence of Brooklinen. I feel more confident every time I sleep in those confident sheets. I've started I've started wearing my Brooklinen sheets just around. Yeah? Just to build my just confidence. As, as a cape. Yeah. Nothing, nothing in the rule book says you can't do that. Uh-huh. But Caldwell, the only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code WEDRAW at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code WeDraw. Brooklinen. These are the best sheets ever. Time for bed. Ever. Whoa. Whoa, you got really close there. 
ever. Can you just keep doing that while I go to bed? Um, I mean, you yeah, you guys just had a had a little ad meal. Take a little nap on your Brooklyn mm-hmm. in sheets. But uh, when you wake up, we're gonna start the show again. Nathan, can I get a quick good night uh, roll up close for the audience? Good night. Wow. See you in a bit. Hey, friends. Welcome back. Hi. I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone that has rated our podcast on iTunes. You're all my sterling angels. You're all uh, my bronze soldiers, my silver friends. And I'm proud of you all, but I'm especially proud of Tough Fluff. Oh, well, I'm going to I'm gonna interrupt you right now. Okay. Uh, I, I'd like to do a shout out of my own. This is all to right. everyone who has yet to review the show oh, on iTunes. Good, good, good. I believe there are more of you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm throwing my hat in. Mark this down. Episode 58. Caldwell is shouting out those who have. Mm-hmm. I'm shouting out those who will. Nathan is pro future star. I'm pro five star. I'm I'm past star. I am I I allege myself with those that have pro- proven themselves as of episode fifty eight. Anyone That's afterwards, mm-hmm. they're done. They they mean nothing to me. Well, they're all mine then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys you guys are on team Nathan. I have a small army, but a loyal one. I'll say that. No, they're they're good. They're for sure good. Speaking of one of uh, Caldwell's uh, carbon cronies, is which <laughs> what I call them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this comes from Tough Fluff. And they, they wrote a very nice five-star review, but I want to skip ahead to the ending of it uh, mm-hmm. where they actually included a suggestion. Ah. Let me say it from here. So give their show a listen. They'll even take suggestions and ideas that can be made into drawings. They might even be able to answer the question, is that thing on Yoshi's back a shell or a saddle? Mm. Is that thing on Yoshi's back a shell or a saddle? That thing, I'm, I'm going to look up a picture of Yoshi. Look up a picture of Mario's Yoshi. good friend, Yoshi. Mario's good dinosaur friend, mm-hmm. Yoshi. Trapped forever in a cycle of birth and death with Mario. Mm-hmm. As are all who walk with Mario, really. Tr- it's true. Truly Mario follows an endless cycle of death and rebirth. When there was two sets of footprints, I walked oh. beside Yoshi. But when there was one set of footprints, I rode Yoshi. And then when there was one set of footprints again, it's because I kicked Yoshi into a into a gap so that I could make it to a faraway ledge. Now, Caldwell, yes. when I Google searched Yoshi, mm-hmm. I want you to guess how many rows down it, it took in the image search before there was a very sexually suggestive cartoon of Yoshi sweating while pushing just the wettest egg out of his butt. Oh, fuck. I love this game. Um, I'm going to say... Th- Three rows. No, you actually. Uh, it, it was. It was five. It was five okay. rows. Five's good. You got to at least do a little scroll to get to that. You, I, I had to do one scroll, mm-hmm. and there, there was Yoshi, tears beaded in their eyes, just, just so, so softly shaded, so shiny. That egg is so wet. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Keep talking about that egg. What was the question? Doesn't matter. That egg is so wet. The question was, what would it look like if Yoshi were to pass an egg directly at camera? And I'm pleased to announce we do not need to draw it because it already exists. If anybody wondered, can Yoshi have bedroom eyes? The answer is, oh, yes, very much so. Mm-mm-mm. I'm looking at uh, the Mario wiki. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Just having a little fun. Yeah. Seeing what's going on in here. Yeah. Um, and there's a great early design drawing of Yoshi, and he looks just hideous. 
Oh, I want to see. He looks like a hideous bird, and I hate yep. him. And I'm glad Yoshi that he doesn't look like this. Early design. I'm glad that Shigafumi Mihino did not settle upon this hideous bird Yoshi. <laughs> this is the one that's got little little square Mario Man in it. Yeah, it looks like one of those drinking birds. It looks like there are two iterations. There's mm-hmm. there's like the up version, and then the down version looks like a pterodactyl with four legs. Uh huh. Well, they were running low on paper, I guess, at the time. Yeah. So, so uh, one of these, they were like, no. No, neither. <laughs> Don't make it a terrible bird, please. <laughs> oh, no. You got me. <laughs> hey, could you please not make the uh, the main sidekick in this game a terrible bird? How shitty must Luigi feel when they introduce another green character? Another green character who just has... Like, Luigi's main difference from Mario is he can jump higher, and he's... A little higher. He's slidier. Mm-hmm. Yo- Yoshi's just better... Is just a completely different set of skills. It's, Yoshi's it's a much more, much more synergy. Yeah, it brings all that dinosaur skills. Egg mm-hmm. and mouth-based abilities. It's a, He's a dinosaur, but he also wears shoes. Mm-hmm. Which... So, he's all-terrain. What do you think his feet look like? Oh, boy. I we're getting no, into this is another this is yeah. another googling escapade I think we could go on but I don't Yoshi, think we should Yoshi without shoes there dare I mm-hmm. you do that I'm gonna google Yoshi without saddle oh they're okay they they look like how you'd expect <laughs> just all green or is the, are they white underneath no they're just green they're like the hands mm. imagine the hands but bigger and we we've, we've returned to again the uh, legs versus arms thing i think yoshi could uh could just have easily had some hands Mm -hmm. just some hands down there yeah this is the crazy thing is i'm not really i i googled yoshi without a saddle Mm -hmm. i'm not seeing too much in the way of what he looks like without the saddle on what about yoshi yoshi without shell there you go let me try let me try that because i am it's really it's really getting me going now the the saddle or shell debate yeah. Rage is on. Yeah, is there? Certainly. Is I'm sure more devout Nintendo fans than us have weighed in on the issue. Mm-hmm. But it looks to me, it looks to me like a shell. Yeah, I feel like a saddle would have some sort of strapping, and I think it's just conveniently placed. Well, this is like the weird thing about all the Mario characters and critters mm-hmm. is that they all have shells. Despite not needing them at all. I guess, like, Koopa can go in his shell. I mean, there would be chafing on mm-hmm. Yoshi's back if Yoshi didn't have a shell there. That's a very good point. Mario's wearing denim. You know, that's not <laughs> that's not comfy to have just, just grinding into you. If you took the shell off, would he die? Um, Yeah, like Charmander when his flame goes out. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the shoes are also shells? No, those are... Th- those have soles. Those were, those were cobbled. There is a dino cobbler somewhere in the Mushroom Kingdom. The, and why do you think Yoshi wanted shoes? I, I guess this is a bigger question about just like cartoon characters that decide they want like one article of clothing. Is it like a Dobby scenario where they need it to express themselves as, as individuals? Oh, yeah. Maybe Yoshi was just a... Uh, gosh, I'm sure there's actual lore behind this that we're, mm-hmm. we're completely butchering. Yoshi's boots. But, yeah, I like the idea that there's some great divide 
um, between the Mushroom Kingdom and like the Wildlands where Yoshi's from. Mm-hmm. And there's like a, a black market shoe store that Yoshi has to like break into and intimidate the cobbler to make him some shoes. <laughs> and it's a very sort of backroom deal. Like it's just a, a shot of the cobbler coming home, locking the door, and then you just see sort of a shadow of Yoshi. And then a tongue wraps around him. And he says, damn it. I need shoes. We all need shoes. Your kind can't get across the passage without them. <laughs> oh, you're saying that yeah. it's too it's too harsh. Yeah. What if like one day Yoshi wasn't wearing shoes and Mario was like, are you going to put on shoes? He's like, no, I'm fine. Or he's like wearing like flip flops and he's just like, ah, dang, shit, shit, I can't run in these. Yeah, <laughs> Mario, Mario, Yoshi just shows up. It's just Mario waiting at the beginning of the level. Yoshi mm-hmm. shows up. He's like, okay, what are we doing? And Mario's like, dude, what the hell? And Yoshi looks down. <laughs> He's wearing sandals. Oh, man. Uh, it's fine. I can do it. This will be it's fine. It's fine. I can do it. And Mario's like, no, just no. go home. Go home and change. I can wait. He's like, no, no, I already. we're already here. We're already here. Let's do it. <laughs> and then he immediately just gets a pebble stuck in there. He's like, ow, 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 ow. Stop, stop. Stop. I got, I got stop. It. I got a pebble in my Crocs. Shit. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That's a very dumb comic idea. That's a very dumb comic idea. Hey, Nathan, what if... Here's a very dumb idea. Mm-hmm. What if Yoshi's going to Temple? <laughs> okay. And and he gets there, and uh, I guess um, the Temple assistant is like, hey, you got to put on your yarmulke. And he's like, oh, it's okay. I brought my own. And then he takes his shell off and puts it on his head. <laughs> Yep, that's the idea. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> most people wonder. Most people think, what is it? A saddle or a shell? You're both wrong. It's a yarmulke. Yoshi is Jewish. <laughs> Yoshi is Jewish. That's just where he keeps it. <laughs> he just keeps it there. It's very. It would be very disrespectful to let uh, a man's crotch just grind into your yarmulke all yeah, day. Yeah, on your god though. hat. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Mario jumps on Yoshi's back and Yoshi goes, hey, um, that's my yarmulke. Could you not? <laughs> oh my god, you sat on my yarmulke. Fuck, I have to get a new one now. <laughs> Is that... Or like, Mario takes it off and there's just a little face under there. <laughs> just, Hello. It's just, just, he looks so happy. It's just, hi! (laughs) Mario just puts it back on. It's a toad. (laughs) This is how we're born! (laughs) I'm not ready yet! (laughs) (coughs) Oh my god, wait, alright, hold on. Let's keep, let's keep rolling on this, because I love the idea of just doing, like, a bunch of very short Yoshi comics, or, like, maybe we just, just, we could just settle on one. We shouldn't go crazy. But I do like all of these, and I want them all. I want them all to exist. Yeah. So wait, is it just like a little toad under there, or what would be under the what would be under the the shell? Because I'm looking at it, and then like modern renders of Yoshi, it's just like a little bump. It looks like he's got a little pimple up there. Yeah, he's got a little pimple. He just he lifts it up, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's just the the toad face. So there's no mushroom. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, it's just a little. I guess it would be the same color as Yoshi's underbelly. With yeah. just a little face, and it it just says, "I'm not ready yet." <laughs> and Mario puts it back on, and then like, and Yoshi's just looking at him like, "You weren't supposed to see that." 
this dinosaur holds so many mysteries for us. And I want to know them all. The mystery dinosaur of Nintendo, mm-hmm. Yoshi. What secrets do you hold? Yoshi, you, your tail is so small and your arms are so long. You're so top heavy. Mm-hmm. You got a big head, a very small tail, just a saddle that looks very uncomfortable to sit on. Unless it's like um, a soft material. Like it, it, oh, it looks like it yeah. also, yeah. It's like a memory like it could be foam. like a gel. Yeah, all of Yoshi looks like that, come mm-hmm. to think of it. Yoshi just looks real, real squishy. At the end of the day, when Yoshi goes home, mm-hmm. does Yoshi have a home? Yeah, Yoshi's Island. There you go. Thank you. So he like takes off his shell, mm-hmm. um, put, takes off his shoes. What does he do? Does he just like poop out a couple eggs and then call it a day, like make some omelets? Well, I think because Yoshi participates in Mario parties and Mario... Mm-hmm sports games i like yoshi is a pet but also is smart enough for mario to play tennis against him yes what are the other all right so you got yeah mickey and pluto and goofy and then Mm -hmm. you've got the koopas and yoshi and mario and they're all in this in this weird realm of like this is a dinosaur who's a pet but a friend yeah i like that mario and bowser can put their differences aside to play tennis and golf and and what have you. That's an important, uh, you know, just for like, for being a modern man Mm -hmm. and for just for being able to move past your differences like that. That's very important and big. It's, you know, you see, you see how divisive politics have gotten and you, and Mm -hmm. you think, you know, if Mario and Bowser can still get together and have a friendly game of tennis, then maybe all of Congress could just have a cart race. Yeah. Maybe they could all just cart a little. Mm -hmm. Throw some exploding shells at each other, mm-hmm. slip on some banana peels, fall off of the edge of the world, <laughs> and um, then, you know, get down to business, solving <laughs> solving the, the issues of the day. I like that. I like that there's a lesson to be learned from Mario and Bowser. They're enemies, mm-hmm. but they still play tennis together. Yeah. Hey, all you bozos in Congress, just try it out. You know, ba- Bowser Jr. and Baby Mario, they go to the same school. Mario and <laughs> Bowser, they're at PTA <laughs> meetings together. I love well. No, Nathan. Everybody knows that uh, Mario Junior. is it was wait is Baby Mario Mario's son? I don't know how the time. I think it's Mario when he was younger, but somehow the time streams got crossed. So mm-hmm. I think Mario ends up raising him. Okay, that makes sense, Nathan. I like legitimately just got a text saying that dinner is ready. Well, that that's as good a time as any to end the podcast. I think so. I mean, Yoshi's Yamaka is pretty airtight mm-hmm. it's pretty solid i feel good about that one we might pull a last minute switch but probably not i like that a lot it's just culturally insensitive enough mm-hmm. to feel like a good idea that everyone on the internet is gonna love it's okay i'm a jewish oh nathan is one jewish so it's I'm fine one jewish so it's fine you can write that underneath say a jewish person said this was okay <laughs> It's Yoshi putting on the yarmulke and saying, "The only I only support the Lord of the Old Testament. <laughs> this has been What Should We Draw. It's a show where we desperately try to come up with ideas for drawings, even when we're sick and tired. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, you can find the finished drawings at whatshouldwedraw.com. We're going to finish them. We're going to do, do it. it. We're going to make them all. We swear to God, that was the conceit of the show when we started. And by golly, we're going to made our commitments, even if it's late. Would have gotten a zero if we turned a project in this late in school, but we're not in school. This is real life, baby. Yeah. 
if we all get F's, it's fine. Because guess what? I, you can give me as many letters as you want. You can give me all 26, and it's not going to matter. I'm still going to do my damn job at the pace that I please. There it is. This has been What Should We Draw. You can find me at Caldy. You can find Nathan at, at Nathan Yaffe. Mm-hmm. Our Twitter handle is at WSWDPod. Um, rate the show on iTunes. We take suggestions there too now. They've been very good thus far. That's all I got for you. Um, Shabbat Shalom and eat the red shell. <laughs> I think I know what we should draw. Waffle! <laughs> See you, buddy. Bye. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>